This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about the meaning of life. Actually, we're asking the question, what should we do with our lives? For followers of Jesus, the answer is much different than it tends to be for the rest of the world. But do our lives, churches, and communities actually reflect that? Stay tuned for the conversation. Here's what's coming up. I surrender my life and I come to an altar and so I give my life to him to live in me, not come, um, you know, uh, ride shotgun with me to make my life better and lead me into all goodness. It's to take the reins and I ride shotgun with him and I give my life to him. Uh, Giving your life away is not that your call, it's like I have a special calling. No, the calling is that you are a Christian and freely was given, freely you give. Mm-hmm. Just the example is Jesus. Our example always in the aim and the bullseye of our life is always Jesus Christ. Well, really, really honestly, what would Jesus do? You know, I, mean, I know we had that campaign you know, years ago, but honestly, that is a truth. If we can understand that we have Jesus in us, and in every situation, it's like, well, what do we want to do, Jesus? Where are we going? How do you want to give your life away? You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into The Uncommon Truth. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. Amen. I'm joined by Stephen Vicky Orsillo. Hello. Doing? We're, I'm doing well. Yeah. How could I be anything but awesome? That's great. Because you have... The Holy Spirit lives <laughs> right. in me. I know my role here. You, That's right. <laughs> lob him the softball. Exactly. That's right. He's a good hitter. He is a good hitter. We He's got, probably 1,000%. Yeah, batting 1,000 mm-hmm. for softballs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys got any songs on on the tip of your tongue? I know somebody was asking me, you got to get them to sing. Yeah, some Angela more Brown songs. wants us to sing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she must be a glutton for punishment. No, yeah. um, I was just singing the song "Liar" real. by um, by Three Dog Night, but I don't. <laughs> I'm, that uh, would be apropos. That, yeah, that we'll save. You that know what one song for... I really like is "Branda, You're a Fine Girl." What a good wife you would be. Yeah. Every time it comes, or "Dancing in the Moonlight." Those are like Dancing my two. Dancing in the moonlight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Treat your here is out of sight. Yeah. Anyway, those are my like I, those are my little bubblegummy songs I really mm. like, and I love I love anytime. Um, what's his name? Van Morrison comes on. Oh yeah. He takes me places. I'll, I'm into the Mystic right now. That's, into the Mystic. That's my favorite yeah. of his. His greatest hits is really good. Yeah. Yeah. How about Steve? You got any? No. We burned you the last time. <laughs> my my uh, my Carmen has kind of fallen off. His I Carmen was, I was like, karma. I was three weeks of just Carmen going through my head, singing it in my truck, just walking around wow. singing it, and it kind of faded. I was I miss it. It's really good stuff. You say into the mystic. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he that's not what he said. <laughs> I've been on uh, 
Going back to Rend Collective, the, the Irish. Have you ever heard of Rend Collective? No. They sing the song "My Lighthouse" and Absolutely "Build not. Your Kingdom no. Here." Uh, you no. you know the music if you listen. I to don't Christian think so. Radio. Aaron Campbell asked me about Petra, and I used to walk around singing Petra, Petra. all day long, and yep. I can't think of a single song. I even looked them up, and their titles don't even bring back any music. Mm-hmm. So, no, we we were quite into it in the '80s. But how old were you in the '80s, Max? Oh, depending on which year in the '80s. '81. I've been, uh, I was not alive in '81. <laughs> We were really into the uh, Petra and all that Daniel Amos band. I really like Sweet Comfort. But, you know, I rediscovered when I became a Christian, I went back to look at Christian music, like popular Christian music, and I got really into Jars of Clay. Yeah. And I listened to their first album, and I was like, oh, man, that's so good. We were into Salty by then. And I went on, and I was like, (laughs) oh, man, I I wonder what their next album was like. They only really had one good album. Oh, I was kind of let down. I thought Salty maybe the singing songbook played nonstop in our, in our house, house for 25 years. <laughs> yes, our son with Down syndrome, Mark, he he, he still plays. He it. gets locked onto something, and it's like oh boy. We would go camping or on a family arky, trip, arky. and he would had this little uh, uh, cassette deck. Cassette Is that the one original um, cassette deck? Yeah, Rise and Shine. Uh, yeah, Rise okay. and so Shine. So I made my songbook for. The, they asked me for this kids' camp it's coming really good. up. Uh, to come up with some camp songs that you'd sing before meals, and oh, that's, that's always the song I sang to kids before breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah. and they would, rise and shine. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. I'm the Lord told me to be Debbie a bit Debbie Retino put out some good stuff with that salty yeah. series, and um, it it Mark they gave me a bunch of them when I met him in the early '80s, uh, late '70s, I guess, and uh, they gave me a bunch. I guess it was after he was born, so it had to be after yeah. three. He gave them gave them to him through me, and Record uh, albums. he just went crazy. He just we, we wore there. those out. He had a Walkman, didn't he? Or what is that thing? Yeah, it's a, a talk it's, boy. It's talk, talk boy. And he he recorded off the album, and that was it. That was after '86. After we Home Alone. never we never uh, were escaped from Salty the Singing Songbook for twenty five years. The Lord told Noah years. to build him an archy archy. He turned thirty eight yesterday, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, happy birthday, Mark. Happy he always birthday, wants Mark. to be on the podcast. So um, I told me he has to listen to one first before he can be on one. Well, that, you got a safe bet there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So uh, we're finishing up our series. It's oh, been boy. 10 parts on the 10, 10, weeks. 10 main teaching points of the Father's House Church. You know yeah. what I found out listening back to them? I don't say the word teaching very well. I have to, <laughs> I, I listen back and I say teaching, teaching. <laughs> I so like that. The ten main teaching points Why not? of the you know what's, what? You know what word will really screw you up? Loyola. Loyola? Oh if you say God. it ten times in a row, <laughs> no, you will screw it up. I, I, out there, try Loyola. I can't Loyola. even say you nork. In, so what, those in Yankees. What plan, on what planet would you need to say Loyola, Loyola. ten times in a row? I guess if you're watching college basketball. In Illinois. Why right would you now? need to say it ten times in a row? <laughs> Hopefully they win. They have a, you know, they have a... Loyola Chicago has a 93-year-old nun that attends all their games yep. and prays for them every time. And so wow. I, I haven't been following it as much this year as in previous years, but Sister Jean. Sister Jean. And, uh, Sister Jean. Yeah, so you actually hear, listening to sports radio, you actually hear like, hey, that's not fair. They've got God on their side. <laughs> right? Like that's, that's kind of yeah. an unfair. So Talk tonight when you're at uh, home, say Loyola 10 times if you can do it. Okay, there I'm not go. sure what you what that'll sound well, like. For you'll, you'll, you'll find it out. You. But our, our cul- culmination of these teaching points. Yes. What is it? Is uh, 
so this is number 10 and we we stopped for one in between for a Q&A and we're going right. to do a Q&A next week too. So okay. if you guys are out there listening and and you've listened to these these nine and th- then this one and you've got some questions, we're going to do a Q&A. So you can send those to uncommonpodcast@gmail.com and we'll get to those um because the podcast is actually a really great platform for people to actually just like throw us their questions and it's like they get to have coffee with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're talking about giving your life away. So we, we talk about this so much here at the father's house that we don't even use the whole term. We just, we just cut it down to what? G- give? No, G-Y-L-A, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's a good chance. <laughs> oh yeah. Come out this Gila. weekend. We got a great opportunity for G-Y-L-A yeah. And, yeah. and the new people are like, you know, what's uh, funny whenever Gila. that comes through in a, a written yeah, I'm like Gila. What the heck is that? Yeah, we don't know world. I'm bad with that. these. New <laughs> Obviously, we failed everywhere. you when you I, asked. Honestly, I've actually had to embarrassingly ask more than once. What does that mean? Give your life, and then I go, Oh, that's my awkward. Gosh, how could I not know that? <laughs> Pastor Steve, uh, Gila. So this coffee's good. We saved it for last because, um, you know, Steve's got none. Um, did you want to mention our new mugs? Yeah, look at our new mugs. Oh, wow. Ooh, school Ooh, of transformation. Transformation There you go. Mugs. Going and get Refuse Ordinary. There's a little bit of um, some news coming about oh, really? those mugs. So that, that's all we can say right now is that these mugs, you will see these mugs somewhere in the coming month or so. You too can um, have a mug like this. You, ca- you too can too. watch o- other people drink from mugs <laughs> just like this. Um, and it's something coming from our School of Transformation. That's the logo for the wow. School of Transformation. I didn't know that either. So we'll, we'll, keep, in, we'll keep that in the back burner. Um, the, other, the other thing coming up is Vicki and I recorded a conversation with Tony Kim. Right. And that's going to be dropping after this series. But it was really cool. So Tony Kim is uh, an international speaker, and his wife Jessica and him are pastors at Renaissance Church in Bakersfield. And so that was a really cool conversation, right? Yep. It well, it was really cool. It was it was I like Tony a lot. We're very kindred in the way we approach uh, Christianity and Jesus, the message of Jesus. I thought it was it was uh it was fun. But I miss Steve though. It was just wasn't the same without Steve. <laughs> At one point Steve pulled into the park uh, pulled up and we could see him through the window yeah. like Oh, that guy's sitting in my seat. So sad. <laughs> he was crying. So, but anyway. we we di- we couldn't keep you away for long. So, um, that's coming up. But today we're culminating that whole series, um, and we did it on purpose because it feels like this "give your life away" topic Amen. has a has a lot like fingers reaching into all those other topics that we talked about, right? So, what's a little bit of a just brief overview, like a thirty thousand foot view of what it means to give our lives away? Well, Jesus is your example, right? <laughs> oh, boy. And so it's, um, he didn't pursue money. He didn't work for a living. He didn't pay his way. He laid his life down in almost every way that would make him um, famous, except he taught in the synagogue, hmm. which, I mean, hardly, you know, I don't even know how he pulled that off because you didn't just get to stand up and teach. You had to be the priest of the day. And yet somehow he just took over. But in every other way, he came in low and slow. Mm-hmm. He didn't come in famous, didn't come in rich, didn't come in. And, and in the end, he took the cross, mm-hmm. he took the lashes, took the beatings from men, took the insults, took the hate, took the conspiracies. He did not throw spears back like, you know, Saul throwing spears at David. He did not, he did not return, uh, you know, ill, Ill mis- will. you know, ill will for ill will. Yeah. 
He told them the truth about their hypocrisy. He called them names, but he didn't come in trying to be, you know, the king, the king or the top notch guy. He just came in and did mercy and grace, demonstrated that he is God, saying he has the right to be king. He has the right to be Messiah. He's the right to, you know, float in the air and and push buttons and, and destroy people and cause earthquakes and swallow them up. <clears throat> and he didn't do any of that stuff. He simply preached truth and demonstrated righteousness and holiness. He was an example for others to follow. If he was man and he was not God in man's flesh, if he not, was not Emmanuel, then his example to us is to lay down our life for our brother in a human form. And that's the example the apostles ended up being as they were all martyred, you know, except, except Judas who killed himself. And that's even more tragic story following Jesus. And so really the overview of give your life away is lay down your life. It is no So um, I wish I could remember the address, but it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in yes, me. Um, and so oh man. it's really important that that be what the definition of Christian Galatians is. Galatians 2.20. I, I surrender my life and I come to an altar. And so I give my life to him to live in me. Not come, um, you know, uh, ride shotgun with me to make my life better and lead me into all goodness. Mm -hmm. It's to take the reins and I ride shotgun with him and I give my life to him. That's really the first and foremost view of give your life away is let Jesus do what he does with your body, your time, your energy, your the money that you have have in your possession, your 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 you know your life control, and in the end lay it down for the world. Hmm. And um, I'm so glad they don't crucify anywhere right now. And I don't want to be crucified. I don't want to carry a cross. I don't want to be beat. I don't want to be horse whipped. I don't want the hated. cat of nine tails to come back. Right. Yeah. I don't even want to be hated, but I that happens. Yeah. And, and yet hate in our day is not punching your and pulling your beard out uh, so far, at least for some of us it's not, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been for me. And so I don't really face the same things he faced. It should be easy for me to give my life away. But then the bad news is he begins to make it about the least of these are brethren. And when I look out there, the least of these my brethren, they do hate me. They don't want me around. They don't want me preaching to them. They don't want me bringing. They just want what I can give them. They mm-hmm. want, you know, the free stuff. And so serving the lost people or the least of these can be a very thankless job. Well, that's very much. Jesus didn't get thanked a lot. Yeah. He did all kinds of things. Ten lepers and only one came back to thank him. And it's it's very it's very much that kind of a an example to follow that we all, you know, don't want to give to the least of these because they're just going to get drunk or they're just going to use it to get high or they're the most well-fed people in the world, these homeless people. Everybody's feeding them. And it's like, well, that's not really my call. My call is to show them the mercy of God and the abundance of his grace towards them and hope that one day at some point they will look for they will they will look for their the fulfillment of their desire. They want to they want to quit hurting. That's right. And they want to be set free and they want to be forgiven. And I hope that I have demonstrated by obedience to Jesus Christ uh, uh, something that will cause them to come to me. Now, it's happening in small form. People are coming to me. They loved me, then they hated me, and then they remembered. Where was I happy? Who protected me? Who looked out for me? Who took care of me? 
Oh, that's right, Steve. And they've been coming back lately. It was quite a few people in the church last night at the service mm. that have left angry with me, offended with us, you know, went all the way back to the hog pens of life. And what did they remember? Just like the prodigal remembered his father. Remember, started remembering some of the benefits he had with his father. These people began to remember, hey, those guys, they don't just talk it. They walk it. They do it. They lay down their life for you. And so when we say give your life away, it's quit trying to build a life for yourself and start trying to build a life of Jesus for them, hmm. not my life for them. Give my life into the gospel and let Jesus be the driver and me be the shot, riding shotgun, and he uses me, my hands, my mouth, my feet, to bring goodness to the world. And, and in my opinion, that's the, that's the nutshell version of give your life away. But basically, it's surrender. It's, it goes back back to surrender. That's the word I use most is, you know, uh, surrender. We raise our hands in worship, but we also ra we raise our hands because we know the answer. But we also raise our hands in surrender. And that's mm -hmm. the most important one right at the, right at the mm -hmm. jump, that we raise our hands in surrender. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's good. It's the cross before me, the cross behind me, the cross under me, the cross over me, the cross plus to the left and the cross to the right. It is Jesus is all and in all. And that's giving your life away. It is no longer me, my dreams, my wants, my fears that get to control the world. It's what is Jesus doing now that he is present through the Holy Spirit and no longer present in a human body. He's present in a, through a spirit and he lives in me and now he has another human body. In me and in you and in her and 110 million other people in America, supposedly, and around the world, un uncountable numbers. And that gospel should be marching and controlling. It should be the love of God should be winning the world. Mm. If we all had that attitude of it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. I give my life into that. No longer me. And Jesus said, no one takes my life. I give it. And I think, right. I think as, as Steve was talking, it's like in, in American Christianity and Western Christianity, I think it's like so often we say, well, we're not called to that. I'm not, I don't, I'm not called to youth ministry. I'm not called to this. I'm not called to feeding the poor. And I think you need to understand that giving your life is, be, is reading Matthew, I think it's 25, and it's feeding the, feeding the hungry, clothing, clothing the naked, uh, giving your life away is not that your call. It's like I have a special calling. No, the calling is G that you are a Christian, and freely it was given, freely you give. Mm -hmm. Just the example is Jesus. Our example always, and the aim and the bullseye of our life is always Jesus Christ. Well, really, really, honestly, what would Jesus do? I mean, I know we had that campaign, you know, years ago, but honestly, that is a truth. If we can mm -hmm. understand that we have Jesus in us. And in every situation, it's like, well, what do we want to do, Jesus? Where are we going? How do you want to give your life away? Sometimes it's just, it is, it is actually working on 91 acres so children from all over the North State can see 150,000 lights at Christmas. Hmm. It's like, and so it's, you, may not get, you may not get any salvations, but you, you're going to show that Jesus loves them and their love sh looks like something. And, and because we love Jesus, we put lights up so that these little kids can enjoy it during the COVID Christmas season. Um, but uh, in, my, in my lifetime, Christians have used the excuse of, well, I'm not called to that. And at the Father's house, you're pretty much called to anything that, you know, resembles giving your life away. And that could be painting a wall, fixing a toilet. Um, it could be outreach. 
it could be it could be at Walmart giving a cookie away. But I think so, so often we've used that as a buffer to, to not have to have a personal responsibility of doing anything. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I give 10%, I'm done. And it's like, I don't think that's exactly what Jesus says. You just give 10% and you're done. And that's giving your life away. He gave it all. And then he gave more. And then he gave more. You know, it's just, you see his life. And I've even, he said, he even said, you know, the foxes have dens and the birds have nests, but the son of, of son of God, son of, how's it going? Man. Son of man has no place to lay his head. Yeah. We forget those scriptures that yeah. they're so, I mean, it's like we are so about security, comfort, money in the bank, um, well, that's, cars. That's what I did want to talk to you about is like, what is, what is the world's version of, of success? Like, what does the world tell us we need to be doing with our lives? Well, I think let's not even look at the world. Let's look at the world in Christianity and in the churches nowadays in the Western, uh, you know, Western Jesus, the Western church is like, it's, we probably have so much money in banks. We could probably eradicate hunger and all the ills of the world just with the people going to church. Um, it's all about security. You know, I have, I have to provide for myself. I have to take care of my own. It's all about family. It's all about um, education. It's all about it's about politics. It's you know, it's about owning things. Um, it's it's really a bass backwards word. Can I say that? That's probably not. Well, you just did. Backwards. <laughs> it's a backwards. Um, it's it a backwards is. kingdom. Upside down. Yeah. Upside down. And you know, Jesus does come and he upside. You know, throws everything over. But I think the Christian church in Western America and Canada and all the Western civilized nations, we just got it all wrong. Hmm. And, it, you know, we really do want to hold on. I want to hold on to all my money. I want to hold on. I want to not do anything. I want to not give my life away. I want to sit home and, and just let the grandkids run. But as I read the words of Jesus, that's just not, that's just not what he hmm. wants us to do. He wants to give to the least of these, my brothers. Give today. I was reading in Luke, give people money and don't expect to be paid off back. That's the world does that. You know, and all the things he, he actually delineates, and I believe it's Luke five about what the world, how the world does things, and we we got to do it exactly opposite. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you're talking about what looks like really good to the the world is all right. You store up for yourself. Uh-huh. You build your own kingdom. Absolutely. You make uh, sure your your future for. is handled and your kids' future is right. handled. Yeah. And I think I think right now where we're getting stimulus checks yep. and unemployment checks and yeah. all this stuff, it's like Whoa. I feel like going on Facebook and changing my my like title to professional stimulus check collector. <laughs> yeah, right? like yeah, that's what I could do. And it's it's really hard to then be the person who wants to give your life away when you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, I'm I've got this. Or I mean, even before COVID. It's like, oh, I mean, I'm, I've got, I've always got this active list running in my mind. Well, if I ever run into a little bit of money, then I, I could upgrade this yep. piece of gear yep. or this car or this part of my house or, you know, something like that, right? And um, I just, if myself, if I put in that much time and effort into like, oh, what, what am I supposed to do for somebody else today? Yeah, or what yeah. am I supposed to do for really good. the neighborhood around me, which is mm-hmm. is pretty rough, then maybe it would look a little bit different, right? I think even even the practical, the stimulus check in America, all the money we've gotten, and, I, and if you're not from America, I think we're getting $1,400 per person. That's including children, correct? Mm-hmm. So everybody has all this extra money, and, and it's like, what do I want to do? But honestly, the question probably is like, Lord, what do you want to do with yeah. this money? What do you want, how do you want to, How do you want to give it? What do you want to do? And our inclination is to keep it all 
for something, that, a checkoff list, correct? Yeah. 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 And maybe the question that doesn't go across our grid is, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? your money? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's mine, mine, mine. If you're really so, living through me, right. what's our mission? Oh, yeah. where, are we, right. where are we going? I, what are I we doing? I know what I'm doing with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm building the kingdom with it. That's what we, yeah. I'm putting it in play. I'm getting it working. Put investing the money into the kingdom, and I think actually with our money, it's like our money. And then oh, maybe we'll give ten percent. Hmm. You know, I'll give that to Jesus because you know that's what we're supposed to do. But the truth is, if you're really understanding the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's like give it all. And I'm not saying just you know give every, but it's like really asking Jesus what He wants to do, put it in play, like Steve said. And that's hard because money is money's a big one. Yeah. But the word in the world says store, store, store. But then you read the words of Jesus, and He, you know, He talks about the guy that made big, bigger barns. Yeah. Because He had so much, and then He said, "You fool, you know." Yeah. This very night, your soul this is very required nice. of you. Someone your else is going to spend is, all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, and it's not just money either, right? It's time. time. It's, it's time. Energy. energy. Comfort. It's, it's yeah. All it's everything, you got, man. It's saving. It's, and yeah. even even like you know, people people come to our house. And we have a nice house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a nice house on the side of a hill, and people are like, they're just like. They have a hard time with that. But our house is in play to every person. Our pool is in play. We, we built the pool and the house so that people could actually access it. Mm-hmm. So when you have things and when you're giving your life away, everything should be at the foot of Jesus. Like, what do you want to do with this house? You've blessed us. You know, you've given us this. What do you want to do with it? Mm. Not mine, mine, mine. But, like, how can we, like, what you say, put in play to yeah. to um, promote the kingdom, get it moving. That's yeah, well, what most of your things. pastors and leaders know the code to get in the yeah. gate and where yeah. where you keep the key. chips. That's and, right, the, right? The, the key. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, our house is wide open, and uh, uh, my pool guy can't keep up with the chemicals because he finally says, "What goes on here?" He goes, "Every time I come here, there's a group of different group of kids in your pool." Yeah. He goes, "How am I going to keep up with this with this many humans using this pool? It's almost like a public pool." Well, we yeah. had to get our daughters extra swimsuits because they wouldn't dry out on the rack by the time you went they again. went back went again, up. Yeah. Next time so that's right because they go to the uh the little kids co-op goes up there one during the summer it's uh a monday or a tuesday so it's our turn yep and uh, it's really cool and my daughter arrow goes we're going to steve and bicky's pool yeah and i think that's and that's you know really honestly thinking about what god has given you and you know i'm not saying that we need to live under a under a tree in in the field if god's called you that yeah but it's like having everything needs to be if giving your life away means Everything is in play. Yeah. Our life, our energy, our time, our money, our cars, our kids, our family is in play. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he's, if he really is the Lord of our life, everything needs to be at the foot of, the, the foot of the uh, cross. It all belongs to him. Yep. And we say that a lot, but Vicki and I lived it out when our house burnt down. There's shock, you know, there's, <laughs> there's like, what's going on? We questioning. Didn't, we we didn't know. think it would happen. Yeah, of course I didn't think it happened. We're when Christians. it did. I thought I knew who I was, you know, and so I was hoping I was who I thought I was, right? So I get up there, at, I go up there at two, 2 in the morning one time because they, they wouldn't let us up the hill. So I yeah. kind of like forced my way up the hill and got up there, you know, got around all the block, the street blocks and everything. Mm-hmm. And I pulled into my property and I walked down and there's this whole raft of firemen sleeping in my driveway in a truck. And I walked past them and quietly and down to the house site. And there's my house. It was a pit, you know. It was burnt to the burnt to the crisp. And I found out it was just it was less than ten seconds. I was like in shock, going, "I don't understand." Then all of a sudden, hey, it was your house. Mm-hmm. 
and you you could have stopped it from burning down. Absolutely. So this is obviously your plan. So I am grateful to be in your plan. And I just asked, what's next? And I came home and said, hey, I had this wonderful, overwhelming sense that this is everything I have is his. And what I liked about that was it, I, I am who I say I am. I really am. I didn't have any kind of a what the blankety blank. But it took, it took something like that yeah. knowing or happening yeah. for you to get that because you never know until you never yeah, know. it's confirmation for you. You think you are who you think you are. And then, then something happens you and proves you wrong. And then. You know, our, our granddaughter proved us right. Uh, the situation, you know, like, I mean, that would have been an easy one to throw in the towel on or curse God or, you know, be Job, be Job's wife instead of Job saying, you know, this is, you must have done something wrong for these bad things to happen to you. And it's like, no, this is his life. That's right. You know, Your life this way. is, we, we do not dictate. We simply accept what he does, love him and trust him and hold on to him. And that's because our life is given away. And we have for 42 years lived a life laid down. Uh, whatever money we've made, whatever businesses he's led us to start, which has been quite a few. We, it's, I mean, I once started a real estate office that's one of the biggest in town now after I sold my half to my partner. <laughs> and the whole time I owned that, 100% of that money was to build a kingdom. I never mm. took a dime from that company. And it just was super successful. And every one we've done, it's always for the purpose of building the kingdom. It's all mm -hmm. that we have is yours. That was his his uh, real estate company, mm -hmm. and so was so is the construction company. Even so is the gym. So is the other things we've done. Uh, even the investments, the rental investments we run, it's all his. We don't care whose name's written at the county. They won't let us write Jesus Christ because he won't show up to sign. <laughs> I try to tell them I'm signing for him, but they don't buy it. Yeah. I think you're yeah. You know. I'm his power of attorney. So giving your life away, <laughs> you're giving your life away is, is, is really, honestly, really, really understanding that when he came into your life, when you asked him into your life, he came into your life to, to lead you to where you need to go. That's right. It really is the, the, you know, and I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, but the revelation of when he comes into your life, things should be different because he's in charge, not mm. you. And it's a lifelong pursuit. I'd like to say that we are we are 100% perfect. We are absolutely not even close yeah. to 100%. Are we farther than we were, you know, 42 years ago? Absolutely. It's a walk, right? We're further further down the road. It's a journey. But it's just it's just seeing his hands and the faithfulness and and uh, I think people think we're lying when we tell them how we live on faith and you know and how you know the house that we have and the property we have. We have been able to continually. Um, work our salvation with fear and trembling but we've also seen his hand you know first it was it was when we first started it was just kind of like believe in him for five dollars you know and then you just keep going or 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 people's healings or whatever and just with it in the last i say in the last three years just the things that we've gone through the gut punches the um jordy mumby passing away a year ago this week and our granddaughter being seven through leukemia and our house burning down it's just kind of refocused us and reset us about really what giving your life mm. away is about. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Well, when, when we were, Luke and I were talking, our producer, we were talking about, uh, what, like there's lots of things that are kind of under the category of give your life away. Correct. We were talking about how, how much the early church changed the world, yeah. like from, from 
basically the like it should have been the end of a movement when your your leader is crucified publicly in front of everybody yeah right and there are lots of other movements that just were done after that um and yet but like 11 nobodies basically are the people that were following him yeah the change the complete world so that the the whole calendar is different like there's nothing the same that we've got before christ and and uh after death right even though they're different now yeah um but that it's all changed but they didn't change it through trying to trying to accrue power and wealth Mm. for themselves or anything they didn't really have that much to give anyway but they what they had they gave right they even went into every city they just went in low and slow and they preached the gospel and they they just gave their life and served and you know paul the 13th apostle he he uh he was amazing what he suffered to preach the gospel and um he was wealthy and he was a roman citizen and he was highly educated and he didn't have to do all of this and he could have pulled from the riches of his father Mm. but instead he made tents to demonstrate to them his lowliness Mm. i am simple tent maker and he made tents and he preached the gospel so so that he wouldn't be a burden to them and they'd be free to receive they he 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 did what John the Baptist did. He made straight the way of the Lord, it's good. the way to the mm-hmm. Lord. So those people in those towns could easily come to Jesus with no obstacle, no hierarchy, no no uh, hip, hypocrisy, and no no burden on his living. And and he he is just an outstanding, exceptional. Mm-hmm. He's the first non you know. A, a non-walk with Jesus apostle. He did it through a encounter like you and I can have. Mm. They did it through living with him for three years. And, mm-hmm. and we all know they made some super big mistakes. Like, should we call down fire and consume him? You know, <laughs> should we kill that guy? And, you know, they, they just, they just spoke up. They stepped on their own toes, you know, a couple times, cutting ears off and all that stuff. And in Paul, the apostle, on the other hand, was killing people and stopped and lived his life really regretting that he had done such a thing, mm-hmm. but also happy that he's a zealous man and he's as zealous for Jesus as he was for the, for the law. Yeah. And so this is, I mean, he was all these things, but did not come in using this until the day when he had to claim Roman citizenship to be able to come to the emperor and preach the gospel. Right. And again, put, he caused him to die spend a lot of time in prison and die to preach. The, he, he did that to be able to preach to the, to the head of the Roman Empire. He has that whole list of like all mm-hmm. these things I've that I've had to make bit. have to endure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whipped five times. Even, uh, what was it, De- uh, despairing of he life itself, like right? He talked about his journey and said, boy, it got tough. We, it got so tough, we despaired of life itself. You can imagine he probably got whipped on that trip. You know what's fascinating is, as I sit here thinking about... Um, the, the 12 and then 13 with um, Paul. And they were like, they, of no repute really. They were, they were you know, just kind of the dregs of society mm-hmm. or fishermen or you know, tax collectors. And they blew it, they blew it, you know, and then they didn't blow it and they blew it. But just, and from them, we are sitting here 2,000 years later. Yeah. And, and even as I look at the Father's house and how the um, less than auspicious way we started just sweeping glass in the mm-hmm. streets so kids would not uh, cut their right. cut them cut their feet. Um, it's it's amazing to me that God honors that. If you just start, get you just give, say yes. Let it let you start. Just say say yes to everything that everybody asks you. Yeah. Say yes. That's I mean, and honestly, and then and like 
who knows 2100 years later where you know the father's house um what they sowed or 100 years from now we don't know i just know 23 years later how remarkable um giving our lives away and and people who've come behind us who give their lives away and being in just surrounded by this incredible amount of generosity and love as people give their lives away it's just it's so it's so incredibly important and so strong well, what I was thinking about when I was thinking about the 12 is that that nothing, nothing would have been possible without what they gave. Right. Correct. right. Um, and so it was it seemed very easy to them. Like there was not this disconnect of of um, like, do I have to give my life away or not? It was just like, well, we're following Jesus. And Peter said, like, well, Lord, we've given everything to you. Right. Like mm-hmm. everything we've left everything for you. Um, and it's sometimes think that maybe we are in the church today think we can change the world without having to give anything up right Mm -hmm. just like okay well i'm maybe somebody else needs to give stuff up but i I don't have to give stuff up because it really comes down to the philosophy that god's doing everything and we do nothing we're not important it's all up to god that he does everything it's kind of like the thing that says all the work was done on the cross for salvation and that's only half true it was done on the cross to provide salvation. Mm. It is not done to spread the message. It is not the work is not done to accept salvation. It is only all the work sure. is done to provide make salvation. Make the make mm-hmm. the make the, the offer straight yeah. right? to for God to sign the contract of your covenant. It's all that work's done. It's signed and sealed. Now all you have to do is sign it and then live to the tenets of that uh Agreement. Agreement. Mm-hmm. And that agreement that he wrote has a whole bunch of stuff like, you know, like the sheeps and the goats, like the virgin bridesmaids with a lamp full of oil, like the branch bearing fruit, like the servants in the father's vineyard, the one that works being the one that, that serves the vineyard. And so there's a lot of stuff in that contract. In any contract you make, even if it's even if it's buying breakfast at a restaurant, you they provide food for you and they expect you to pay. Everyone expects the contract to be fulfilled by both parties. Mm. And so laying your life down, he says, anyone who would come after me must first deny themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, follow me. Well, follow me is not until the arrest. Follow me is all the way to the end. Yeah. And that is death. And so follow me to the death. You know, I on the prize, run the race to completion, fix your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's really the whole, clear, it's just such a clear picture of a contract in the new covenant. He lays his life down, you follow him, which means you lay your life down. I mean, what does it profit a man mm-hmm. to lose his life or gain his life and lose his soul? Hmm. Isn't it better to lose your life and yeah. gain your soul? This is the contract with God, why he provided a lamb for you to be saved. I am only saved because I'm, I would only be saved if I am forgiven. I must be spotless like him. That's already, that ship's already sailed. Yeah. But he provided his body and blood to cleanse me, to absolutely cleanse me to perfection so that I might enter the kingdom of heaven and live eternally in heaven. So that's the contract. And it's awesome. We all want that benefit. We all want it, man. I want it. Eternal blessing, eternal reward uh, with God. 
But what about the other part of the contract, like, like the example of a restaurant? They give you the food. I want it. I want that tri-tip. I want that dinner, whatever I ordered. But now the bill comes. It's, it is expected everywhere. Everybody accepts it, that you do your part. And so you've got to fulfill your burden. It told you it's $16 or something, you know, it's whatever it is, and you go pay it. And you fulfilled your contract. Well, with God, it's a covenant. It's a covenant agreement, which is an ongoing contract. It's not just a one and done thing. It's a lifetime covenant. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is who I am. I will make a deal with you. But just as I held them to this deal, I'm going to hold you to this deal. But I'm going to make this deal very palatable for you. You can be forgiven. Hmm. You can have it erased. And then you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, the house of the Father and the Son, the dwelling place of the Spirit of God, mm -hmm. His holiness in your body. And it is I is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. All of that's part of this incredible covenant. But you then can't take over the body and say, my house, my rules. Mm -hmm. You can't say, I'm in control. Jesus, come with me. Make my life better. No matter what, as I run, screwing things up, breaking things, making things a mess, I need you to come along and sweep up after. You just keep your dustpan and broom. Keep your apron on, Jesus. You're going to have to sweep up a lot of crap that I do. <laughs> it's supposed to be the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. I follow him. I lay down my life. Right. I, I have my soul saved. And I fulfill my part of the contract, which is total surrender and submission to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is missing from most messages. I sit here today, one, you know, um, a lot of people stopped following Jesus because his message was so difficult. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think his message was that difficult for their time. They were an occupied country, man. And, and I think today our message is so difficult. It really is difficult. There's so much prosperity. The poorest amongst the poor are more prosperous than anyone in the Bible story. Hmm. You know, their food is, they can have food every day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Whereas those people in the Bible, they, they had, you know, it was a journey to get food. I mean, food was not a given. Water was, was a, 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 is a journey. We once went to Haiti and saw these ladies packing water 11 miles or something oh, on their head. Hmm. It's like they go clear over a mountain to get water. What? You know, think of us. We turn a faucet. Yeah. You know, we, we pull it out. We get a bottle sent to us. We have mm -hmm. a bottle of water. And they, who knows whether what they're drinking is healthy or not healthy. So we don't really understand any of it, of what they went through. But whatever our life is, we come along and say, give. And people are prosperous. People are, they're just satisfied. I mean, they're just, they, they, they're just, I don't know if they're satisfied. They're, they're, they're just trusting in everything but right and so it's really hard for them to hear this message of this contract of this covenant of your life and it really is the covenant i will give my life away and then you will give your life away mm. follow me come and follow me which means imitate me pick up your do cross. what i do pick up your cross deny yourself yeah and follow me and anyone who wants to must. It doesn't say it's an option. Mm -hmm. Like today, you, you think it's an option, but that scripture, no one wants to hear that one. Mm -hmm. Anyone who would come after me must deny themselves. Anyone. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Must. Yeah. You know, it's an absolute condition of the covenant and the contract. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably a pretty good place to stop. But 
Um, we're going to take up this whole topic again next week uh, because people are going to probably have questions about it. We're doing a Q&A next week. If you have a question you want to hear Stephen Vicky answer about any of the teaching points of the church, the 10 we've been going through in the second season here, you can shoot us an email at uncommonpodcast at gmail.com. I'm just checking my notes. Sometimes I forget that email address. Oh, you Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm glad I checked. Yeah, because you have a lot of Uncommon Truth Podcast, podcast. at gmail.com. And we will we'll try to put your question on the air, and, and you could sit down for coffee with these nice there mugs with Stephen Vicky. Yeah. Nice new mugs. Um, yeah, new and then mugs. in two weeks, we're going to be airing that conversation what Vicky and I had with Tony Kim. It's incredible how much, Steve, that you and Tony have in common on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's almost and like it, you prompted him. It's really great to well, hear. Other than that time where we, you know. Other than being good looking, oh, you know. Oh. Yeah, I told yeah. him everything to say. Okay, that's good, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you won't want to miss that, but we will we'll have you guys here again next week, and we'll do more on Common Truth. Have a great week. Thanks have so much for your time. Week. Bye. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.